215 pounds from the bayou, DJ Slow Boogie. At center, 6'3", 170 pounds, dripping wet, the master of the one-liner, Sports Plug Rose. At end, 6'2", 220 pounds, straight from Bill's Mafia, fresh off the table dive, Sterling Pearl. Give it up for your hosts of Sports Yo, it's DJ Slow Boogie. Um, we here. This here. We at Sports Sushi, where you get your uh, sports take raw and fresh as they happen. I am DJ Slow Boogie, as my homeboy Chris mentioned on the sick intro with my two boys, uh, Sterling and Russ. You want to say what's up, my boys? Yeah, what's yeah. good, dude? I'm ha- I'm excited, bro. We got some bangers to talk about tonight. Some bangers, oh, and I'm pumped for it. Yeah, it's going oh, yeah. fucking down. It's going right. down. So let's just get you know, it started. So before, before we get in, we got to go ahead. We got to pay our bills. You know what I'm saying? So Sports Sushi is presented by Gradwick. Our friends at Gradwick are building a team to break up the Hollywood establishment controlled over key access point. Gradwick is an artist and audience-owned studio system designed to provide creators ethical finance, marketing, and distribution on their terms. Join the Gradwick Discord today and tell us what you're creating. Yes, like my boys just said, we do have a banger of a show, so we are going to get straight into it. So, first of all, we're going to jump right into MLB. Baseball season started to get into a full swing, pun intended. You knocked that one out the park, my friend. Yeah, I like what you did there, my boy. We got recently signed with the Minnesota Twins. After leaving the Houston Astros, wanting a massive payday, signed with the Twins, and now it just uh, reported that he wants out this offseason, and he is expected to hit free agency. As an Astros fan, whenever he he wanted what he wanted, I was like, Jesus Christ, man, I, I that's a lot of money. I was like, damn, bro. So I already figured he was going to be kind of gone and, and went to get his money, but I didn't know he was going to do this about face and and hit the free agency I- again. I don't know where it's coming from, though, because it's apparently y'all don't want him. Y'all didn't call him. Mm-hmm. But I do know one thing. I don't know what I don't know much, but I do know it's cold as hell in Minnesota. It's yeah. not very fun. So he may just want to get the fuck up out of the Twin Cities. I don't really blame him. I wouldn't want to live in Minnesota unless they was paying me a million dollars. Oh, they are. So I don't really get it. I, I really don't get it. Correa, shit, you better stay your ass in Minnesota. I'd be like, you, you live in Minnesota now. Better call KG and ask how to get around. Shit, man, I'm going to be honest, dog. You can talk to Pat Bev, but uh, we'll get into that. <laughs> that that guy, a little later into the show, I've always said, man, he was great for television, and he has proved me. He's, he's man, amazing. We, yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the details were of uh, Correa's contract, but I, I, I know they paid you a pretty pretty solid a pretty solid fee, man. But oh, I, got you, you, I got you, Three years? Three years, $105 million, but this is where the Twins fucked up. They gave this man an option to opt out after each season. Like, why would you do that? This is stupid as fuck. Why would you do that? This is like Minnesota Society. We're sitting in the interrogation room with the Minnesota Twins saying, (laughs) he fucked up, he fucked up, right? (laughs) Out of here. See, I didn't know know they put that in the contract. Yeah, he gone. He's fucking out of there. He literally, yeah, he's going to go wherever the hell he wants. Minnesota is crazy. Well, uh, speaking of out of there, uh, we're going to slide over. Matt Harvey, suspended for 60 games. For uh, for slanging that oxy, you know what I'm saying? That oxy coat on. 
boys out here pitching on the mound and pitching on the curb. I see you, my boy. <laughs> pitching in the stadium, pitching in the clubhouse. Yeah. Man, hey, dog, that, this is the craziest thing, bro. But, man, fuck me. He the real sports plug. And he's playing professional sports. And he's slanging that dude. Get this. Yo, he got less. He got 60 games. Like, he's not in the majors right now, from what I understand. He's still got to wait yes. to be called up. When he gets called up, he's going to miss 60 games. But get this shit, bro. There's a dude that got popped for PEDs. And he got 80 games. So you get more for doing drugs than you do for selling them? I'm not, I'm not going to talk about what happened because he sold them. But if you do your research, something very tragic. That picture yes. died. I'm just going to say that picture died because he sold him some of that bad oxy. Um, and he, admits, he admitted to it, but nah, man, that that shit's crazy, bro. I, and, and the guy, and I'm just on a side note, just because that's sports sushi, we don't let shit slide. The dude that got 80 games for PEDs, he was a relief pitcher. He played two games. He had an ERA of 23.14, six home runs, five hits, and five walks. What the fuck are you taking? That, that is not a PED, sir. That is a PMD, nigga. That is large or production. That is a pink pill of yeah. fuck it. Yeah, bro. <laughs> but I'm... Shit, but yeah, hey. Man, I'm not going to say young nigga slang that dope, but hey, I ain't young nigga slanging that dope. Yeah, boy, <laughs> boy. That boy was definitely a paint the corners, my, my boy. Games for selling dope? Come on. Yeah. Y'all can do better than that. And then, yeah. and then, and then, and then, do it again. I think it was jail. And then, let me tell you, I'm sorry, and, and, I'm sorry. I don't want to be negative. <laughs> and let me tell you, it's, it ain't like this is oxycodone. This is some heavy shit. Like, well, yeah. this, this ain't like weed. Yeah, you know, this, this nigga was selling nigga like goddamn selling real drugs. Yeah, pitching from the dirt, and he had that dirt. Boy, I'm telling and you. He, and you know how fast these baseball games come and go. That hey. motherfucker really gonna be out for probably about three three months or some shit. Damn, and man, he, right. And he, Hey, and he admitted to having that dust too. He had it's that dust. dust. Hey, right. my man was on. See? This nigga hate baseball, dog. This nigga hate baseball. He's gonna yeah. fuck this shit. Hey, hey, man. Oh. Hey, I mean, hey, if he keep doing this, baseball gonna be the best sport to talk about what? ever. They got cats dealing drugs in the clubhouse, pitching ninety, dealing and dealing, boy. Let me tell you, baseball's lit. I haven't heard this monstrosity since Michael Irvin and Leon Lett shooting up coke in the locker room. Allegedly. I was going to say that. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Hey, but you, can't, you can't prove. <laughs> hey, man. I got a story about Michael Irvin and, and, and a church in Dallas, but uh, we will save that for another. Oh, my uh, God. Another, another day. <laughs> we'll say after the playoffs. <laughs> That's how like get it involved Whitney Houston too. No, no, not Whitney Come Houston. On, man. Guys. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> At that time, I wouldn't rule it out, but I, I I'll tell you all about it, you know, later on. But See? but um, See? you know what I'm saying. But no we're gonna, we gonna stick in Baltimore. You know what I'm saying, the city of the wire, uh, which is uh kind of fitting. Yeah. We're talking about drugs in Baltimore. Go figure. But people are pissed off. With uh, the Orioles uh, and uh, Camden Yards, uh, they are re—they're redefining. They're, 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 they're fucking with the goddamn dimensions of the stadium to make it less hitter friendly. Put it. And all yeah. I gotta say is, all I gotta say is this, y'all. We this is a, baseball is funny, bro. We're in a sport where you can literally get mad because someone is hitting too many home runs and literally change the field. This is like Jerry Jones saying these niggas throwing too deep, make the football field one hundred ten yards. 
Like, I'm tired of this shit. And then I'm tired, but you can't hit a grapefruit if you're up by more than three runs and hit a home run. That's disrespectful. Baseball is the weirdest sport ever created, and it is hilarious. Like, I've never seen anything like this. They literally, it's 50 feet further just because they got tired of seeing people hit home runs. <laughs> 50 feet is 50 feet is a lot of it yards. Is. A lot. That's a lot. And the <laughs> reasoning is childish as fuck. Like, bro. You tired of y'all hitting home runs in our stadium. <laughs> like we just gonna move that shit back. Like now, you would what? think these niggas would get like better pitching. Can you get nah. better pitching? No, nah. he said fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> 50 yards. Back it up 50. I'm gonna move the fence back, bitch. Bag bag, give me fifty feet. Yeah, shout out to little, little yeah, back man. in the day, man. The fat rabbit My... cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that was his name, dog. The fat rabbit with the cheese, man. I'm I know, you. I know, I know. Rap right <laughs> name in Houston, boy. Oh my hey, man. god. Fat what we got next up, bro? All right, so we're going to uh, stick with the uh, Houston. Uh, so we got uh, Astros making history against the Red Sox. Most home runs in one inning. Am I surprised? Yeah. Y'all should be arrested for that. I'm a, Yankees, I, I'm a Yankees fan. The Red I mean, Sox, now that's everything they got going. But I will say, that was brutal. That was gruesome and beautiful at the same time, if, if that can be ever be possible. Like, watching all those home runs get hit. I, I know, um, speaking of Carlos Correa, we, we, with Jeremy Pena doing what he's doing, we ain't exactly missing missing him over here. A shout out to Jeremy Pena, man. Keep on holding it down. You hear Jordan? Yeah, I don't know that dude no more. Who who is that again? You just said Carlos. Uh, I don't you know him. I know you know Jeremy Pena. <laughs> I know Carlos Jeremy Pena. Book outside outside of Dollar Hot Dog Day, anything uh-huh. the Astros do that's like record breaking, we gotta search that shit out, bro. Yeah, they take yeah, they might have cheated. Bats. They yeah, might have cheated, dog. Cork. Y'all might have had five pork bats. Y'all might have had hey, five man. pork bats. I wouldn't put it past you. You're not, but all I gotta say is this: if you ain't cheating, goddammit, you ain't trying. Well, that, uh, yeah. that's, I mean, true. I, that's true. That's you know, true. Whether it's banging on trash cans or you're using the the replays to decode signs, hey man, signs still has been around for decades. The only crime that we got was we got caught. Okay, that was it. We just got caught. Yeah, and, that's some I mean, because yeah. they don't want to do that because they'll they're gonna have to backtrack. It's gonna open up a can of worms, and then this person's gonna have a claim about this team. And then I think it was just in the better interest of the league just to be like, okay, asterisk. Now we move on. I think I speak for everybody when I say, boo. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you would. All right, so next topic. Uh, in other baseball, to, to reinforce what Russell was saying, baseball is a very weird, weird, weird sport. The Cincinnati throw a no-hitter, a no-hitter, and typically when you do this, you win. Boy. But they didn't. The <laughs> they, shit. they lost to the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the guys that we, like, covered last week. Yeah, that went, so, like, this is basi- so this is basically a big-ass hold my beer. This is what you think they're you think they're bad. Watch this. Nah, man, I saw it. I, I took a look at it. That was the worst <laughs> shit I ever seen in my life, bro. How do you do that? Like, how can do I, you do that? Can I explain? Please. Oh, please. Oh, please let me explain how this could please. Okay, so by definition, it is a no hitter, which means they got no hits. This does not mean you can't be walked. So they gotta run because they walked so many guys. That at the end of the game, when a guy hit a ground out, the bases were loaded from walks, people. They did not get a hit. They loaded the bases through walks 
And they won the game off a ground out single. People. <laughs> they got a walk off ground out single. So they didn't do anything really positive. They won off a of technicality. Because you just have to advance. But, like, literally, that's the worst way you could ever win or lose a no-hitter, a no ever. That's the only way you could lose a no-hitter. But it's, does that make the no-hitter? It's like scoring 65 in a game and losing. It's like scoring five touchdowns in a football game and losing. Like, it's just, that's the worst thing ever. I don't know how that can happen. I, well, I, I know how it can happen, but I don't know how you let that happen. The pitcher city got tired. Oh, boy. I don't know, yeah. man. That, 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 that's just, that's, that's just terrible. Analytics gonna eat that shit up, man. That's oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's buns. They shouldn't even have publicized that. They should just kept it on the hush, bro. Yes, <laughs> I would. If they would have said you had a no, I would have. Don't say hitter. Just leave it at that. Right. Don't even say it. we just lost. Don't bring it up. For <laughs> like, real, and, bro. And to the pitcher, I feel sorry for the pitcher because, like, the the first guy he did pitch his ass off. Like, he only had like, two walks. It's the second guy that came in and got like another walk and then loaded the bases, and, and you know what happened next. But like, man. To the hitters, the fuck are y'all doing, bro? Like, you got to throw a no-hitter. You can't get one. You can't get one. One. Nigga, one. The, the other team literally can't hit the ball. Nigga, you got to give them one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those are the two worst teams in baseball that played. That was the Bumbo 2022 yeah. baseball, for sure. I'm telling you, but let's go ahead and move on to a lighter note. Uh, Albert Pujols, the legendary slugger, to make his uh, first uh, pitching appearance of his career. You mean <laughs> oh, oh my God. They oh taught him God. a new asshole. They taught him a new Why? asshole. Why is he still in the league? What, what hey. the fuck is he doing? Hey, Sterling, <laughs> if they were still paying you, what would you do? Nigga. You know what I'm saying? The check's still cash, hey. Play bring my ass <laughs> Like something, bro. They still paying Daryl Strawberry. You know what he's doing? Smoking crack. We don't know that he still does that. I don't think he does. You know what I'm saying? But he did back in the day. And they say once you do it once, it stays with you. That's all I'm saying. Sterling went off the deep end, but it's... Hey, I always do, though. That's my job. You pluck once, you pluck forever. You're right. Yeah. I'm seeing you done gone down the wrong road. The bad path. But no, he got rocked. It was funny as hell. Like, I used to have fun to laugh at and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it was good to see. Like, it was cool, I guess. But they rocked his ass. Like, he started, he was throwing 64 and 54. Like, what? Nigga, <laughs> go sit your old ass down. This, this is why nobody watches baseball. When Al, yeah. big ass Albert Pujols is pitching, yeah. like, you, what the fuck? If you saw it, you been rolling. The ball was taking like three days. Ball took like four innings to get, <laughs> took like four innings to get to the batter. Nigga, the niggas playing infield was looking at him like this is some bullshit. He gave up like four runs. His ERA was in the fifties. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> was. It wasn't that good. Matt Harvey, he's on that Matt Harvey too. Boy, yeah, oh. that, yeah, that boy uh, <laughs> Albert Pujols is just 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 in the twilight of his career, hey, we, man. He's just like we, we laughing like, about that, but somewhere Matt Harvey like, yeah, them niggas is. I was, he, said, he said, why you think only got, why you think only got sixty games? They need me around this motherfucker. He said, if I'm not around, they don't get high. Shit. Hey man, so uh, we're going to uh, go ahead and uh, slide over to the NCAA football, as you may heard, as many of you heard, the uh, Nick Saban comments recently. He calls out uh, Texas A&M, accuses them of buying players, and claims that Jackson uh, State and Deion Sanders paid a million dollars to Travis Hunter Jr. And in, in recent events that, that we haven't wrote, wrote, wrote into our script, he came in and apologized after, you know, Jimbo Fisher said that uh, somebody should slap his uh, crazy ass. Oh, go ahead. I'll let you. You can tackle I, it. 
I'm, I'm just going to say that Nick Saban's no stranger to getting on the podium and, and crying and shit like that, whatever things don't uh, float his way whenever he doesn't get a uh, top spot in the recruiting or whenever he's uh, about to be outside of the playoff, college playoffs or stuff like that. He always gets on that podium and starts doing his his best crybaby shit. When I seen this, I was just like, come on, Nick, bro. Just, just, you worry about the wrong shit, man. You need to worry about uh, getting your goddamn ball back from fucking Jordan. And you over there worried about Texas A&M. But all in all, it's good for football. College football is good for the rivalry. I, I, I like the, the chirping from the coaches. But uh, I mean, I... I can I, read a, can, I, can I read a short? I'll let you continue, but I just want to no, no, think no, about all of us feel all of us feel this way, and I just want to read a quote from the great from the great Riley Freeman. <clears throat> I've replaced some words and I've shortened it so it could work for the show. But dear Nick Saban, you're a bitch. Nah, scratch that. Dear Nick Saban, you a bitch, nigga. I heard they hired extra security to protect your bitch ass. That's a bitch move, Nick Saban. We coming for that ass October eighth. Sincerely. Texas A&M and death <laughs> Timbo Fisher because man Nick Saban you moving like a real hard here in these streets bro and in the same sentence that you was asking people for money you complained about another school giving people money man I, I, I just I think that's just the biggest there's no problem with NIL now it's legal you know what I'm saying whatever else you want to call it there's nothing wrong with it people are getting paid you just mad because you lost they played the game better than you Nicholas they went in there at Texas A&M, and they promised them kids all that cash. And these other schools, guess what they're going to do? Promise them all that cash. And you keep trying to lie and go around it. Nah, it's legal now, brother. So you see the sit in it. I agree with Jimbo 100%, and I hope they square up and they get that fade October 8th. <laughs> they might as well jump it off before the game even starts. They players are already going to be hype. They just need to get in the middle, like on some Troy shit, like Achilles. One of them niggas just have a crowd of people around. So that's about it. Nick Saban, you acting a whole lot here in these streets. I'm gonna, say, I'm, I'm gonna say it, 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 I like I like this shit. It's Oklahoma, UT all jumped in surprisingly to a in Texas A and M's corner ish. I thought that was cool, but with them coming into the SEC, it just could be they just got a target on Bama like everybody else. So I'm excited for the move. Yeah, for but like, if you listen to what he said when he started his whole conversation, y'all could see what he's doing to get these kids money his own little way. He started the conversation saying, hey, the kids have always been able to have jobs. They've always been able to get jobs. That was his way of saying, so when you bitch-ass niggas talk about me giving them jobs and paying them through jobs, I can say this. There's always been a way for someone to funnel some money to some kid. It's Now it's just legal. And these collectives or whatever you want to call them, these people that get together with all the boosters and get the money together and basically have these NIL deals lined up, what the fuck are you supposed to do if it's legal and you're in college? What do I look like sitting back telling the kid, you can go get your own money? Fuck that. I'm going to help you get paid. There's a Lamborghini shop right down the street, Bajan. We can go get you hooked up. And at, look at Look it up. Bajan Robinson got that Lambo deal from Texas sitting pretty. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, don't think there's, I, think, I don't think there's anything wrong with dudes going to get on their own. I don't think there's nothing wrong with a coach helping them go get the deal. Like, it's all legal. And, yeah, Nick Saban, he runs moving like a whole hoe out here in the streets. And he's snitching. Like, I kind of feel like he's snitching, too. Even he's though there's nothing to really snitch on, but he kind of snitching, too. He draw snitching. He draw snitching. That's what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And you're Nick Saban. Like, you done won more national titles than God. Like, why you even got to say something? For real. Because he think get he every is God. Recruit. Yeah, you he get hurt. every recruit. He football Jesus. 
Man, that's just so lame, bro. That's lame, bro. He and you know, Nick Saban was a kind of bragging about Bryce Young's uh, NIL deal. He was quote, "It's almost seven figures." So, man, we ain't buying this shit you talk about, Nick. But then, and, but then when he talks about, here's what, I see the opposite side of it because he was talking about, okay, we got guys that twenty, I think it's like twenty five guys are on NIL deals. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so if I'm another school, if I'm Texas A and M, I'm gonna look at you and say, look, that dude over there only got twenty five NIL deals for yep. y'all. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get all of them. Like all yep. y'all gonna have a job. Like all y'all that got recruited that got on scholarship, y'all gonna have an NIL deal somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And then the, the whole thing about opening up a can of worms where this dude may not start, or he may get an NIL deal, and then he won't start. No, nah, he going to start, and he's going to blow it like Spencer Rattler did. But he going to start. Ain't nobody stupid yeah. enough to give a kid 50, right. 50K and 500K, all this fucking money, and he not finna start? What kind of due diligence is that? So that little thing he said, I was like, that's stupid. Like, no one, I wouldn't give a kid $5 if I didn't know he going to start. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to get right. a return on my investments. You know what I'm saying? So, And if he blows it, like, Spencer Rattler's the prime example. Like, he got, like, all that money from that, that, Whatever car company, I think it was Ford or something, got all yeah. that money from a car company, and he went out there and he wet the bed. He pissed down his leg. And what'd he do? Shit, he about to go to South Carolina and get somebody else for some money. And more to wrong. Shit. Like, I, Nick Saban, shut up. <laughs> like, exactly. like, shut up, bro. And like, my thing is, good. why bring Deion Sanders and Jackson oh, State into it? Like, why mad. would he you mad. do that? He why mad because he mad. He, he's still salty because they lost out mm-hmm. on Travis. Mm-hmm. Hunter Jr. That's all it is. They, they ain't going to have that money coming in from this boosters and all this other shit. But Dion, like I said, Dion called astray. And Dion said that he's, he still liked Nick Saban. He said, don't, he said, don't call me whenever you went out public with it. He says, nah, we're going to have to talk about this publicly. I was like, oh, yeah, nigga, I, I like that Dion. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. There's no reason to attack Dion or the kid. And shout out, my bad, shout out to the DB. For coming out and saying, yeah, my mom's still living in a three-bed apart, a three-bed home with five kids. Like, Deion yeah. said, make a million dollars. Deion said, I don't even make a million dollars. So, like, yeah. we know that they're getting some money from somewhere, and, and, and as they should. As they should. That's what you're you're driving a profit for the school. But I'm just saying, like, all this that Nick, Nick Saban is salty because he lost the number one DB recruit, and Jimbo is tearing his ass up and recruiting. That That's what he's mad about. Because he, he used to come, he used to purge Texas. A lot of schools purge Texas of talent, and Jimbo said, "Jimbo said, fuck that. We we'll get the Texas talent, and I'm gonna keep it in Texas." And he, he getting a lot of dogs. Like I seen some of them cats in that draft class. He getting a lot of dogs, and, and I know Nick yeah. Saban is like, shit. October eighth coming, and they might beat our bitch ass again because he getting some cold niggas that normally would be going to Alabama. So all this to me is just is just a bunch of crying. By Nick Saban, it's just a bunch of crying. Like it's just his way of doing it. Like this, talking about like maybe they blow up or pop the top off of it. Or, What's up? This is where we need Dave on here. We need to get Dave's ass on here to chime in on this topic. Oh yeah, yeah Dave. I see you sitting in the audience. Raise a hand if you want to come. Which guy? I don't know if he's around. Uh, there you go. There you go. Right. I'm fucking up his game. He probably bet on this game. He's probably trying to watch. <laughs> you got to accept the invite, Dave. Okay. There you go. You there? Yes, sir. What's happening? What's good? What's good? What's good, fam? What's up, fool? Chilling, man. How you doing? I I just had two things to shout out. One, that damn, the damn no hitter. What's up? Entire hell. (laughs) So there are two things that y'all didn't touch on that went that were pretty big. Caesars paid out two million (laughs) to somebody who bet to somebody who bet on the live. 
that they were going to score, that they were going to break up the no-hitter. But instead of saying that they were going to get a hit, he just said that they were going to win the game. Who in the hell makes that bet like, when you got a no-hitter up in, to eight innings? Say, a man Yo, that had I, his intuition. Tell, when I tell you the fix is in, you call the intuition, <laughs> I call it the big fix. <laughs> Yo, if that wasn't Green's cousin or Mike and his, he said, look, bro, what I need you to do is just give up one run. <laughs> so that, that was the one. The second thing I had, like, yo, I don't understand why Saban is on. I, I get why he mad at Jimbo. Jimbo is a former assistant. I don't understand why we don't have more of this happen, actually, because I feel like when coaches branch off assistants, they know all the inner workings of these schools and these programs. I don't understand why more people don't branch off and be like, yeah, he be cheating. Check up under his bed. Check behind his desk. He keep a bottle of vodka and yep. I don't understand why they don't happen more often because you know the coaching carousel has all these assistants. They really share all their dirt. Yeah, yeah. They, they hang out at the same bars. They they mess around with the same bartenders. They courting and dating the same players' moms. I mean, bro, this shit is like real house of college football. It's really sad. But anyway, I don't know why he had to spend prime time in this mess though. Because you in a whole nother league. Like the little money prime is pulling into Jackson State in the swag. Ain't got nothing. Leave the black schools out of it. We ain't got yes. nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Like, and that says that says something more about him than something more about him than Dion if he's willing to give up going to Alabama to go there. That's what Nick Saban right. don't like. Right, right. I love Dion's response of we don't have to pay our people to come to play for our school under our coach. Yo, Dion hit Dion hit that ball with the with the fubu. Well, uh, we don't need to go to a traditionally white place for y'all traditionally white rules. We got our own thing over here. Leave us. Alone. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I got for today, guys. All right, for sure. Right. I appreciate it, Dave. Salute. All right, and and I think one of the main things that comes out of this, we always there's always a big discussion, and it's just something I like to say about it, bro. Because there's always a big discussion about like should like NIL leave or should they try to do anything to like, I guess, quote unquote, control it? No, it's a free market. Let it be what it is because the parity that comes from it, because I guarantee you everybody's saying that all this money, money, there's going to be kids are going to smarten up and realize, yo, I can either get this $3,000 from Alabama and be third string, or I can go get 30000 plus mm-hmm from another school and be second string of starting, get more for starting. You know what I'm saying? So the parity that it's going to bring is just, I think it's really needed. And for the schools that have the bread to spend, what's up, Dale? We're going to get to you. For the schools that have the bread to spend, let them spend it. Like, it's, it's what it always should have been. All right, bringing in Dale. In my oh, Yo, what's happening? I actually, I actually just had this discussion today with a colleague. All of this, and y'all touched on it, all of this is that it's legal, it's legalized tampering with these kids now, with these NILDs. And even and because it's it affects me in the hurricanes or whatever, because and um because Boogie know this, that traditionally, and y'all probably seen the 30 for 30. Anytime something catastrophic or major happens, University of Miami is the front and center forefront about that. Even though we may not be winning all that stuff, but we make the biggest noise about anything. When uh, NIL deal yeah. got passed that uh, last summer. The first person, does anybody know who the first college athlete to sign an NIL deal? Dear King. Well, well, I don't know. I was going to say, but wasn't it with like a Miami car dealership or gym? Something like that? With the Florida Panthers. Oh, okay. That had another to do with a gym. Something he was paying everybody. 
But I don't know. Luis, yeah. Oh no. He he has a he has a business and he says, I'm going to give every student a percentage here. So everybody's yeah, gonna be heard. And so now all of a sudden, now we gotta look at the NIL deals. Let's see what's going on. All it is that now these kids can make money and yep. these PWIs can't make money off the backs of these underprivileged kids. That's all it is. Now they mm. got their own narrative, their own destiny. Mm-hmm. And I like it. And I like it for a couple reasons. And Dale, I just want to say one thing. You're a second half team and the series got to go seven seven games. You'll be okay. But um... <laughs> Dale's about to get the ass swept, but he ain't talking about that. He ain't talking about that shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah bro, I love it, bro. Um, I didn't come for you, okay? <laughs> you know, hey, I love it, I love it, I love it. But no, the sad thing is, I really do. But we're going to get into that, Dale, though. We're going to get into that. But everything he says is 100% true. I just really think that it's just something new and it's just disturbing to some people to see these kids be like Dale said, to be able to just move how they want to move. And maybe the kid does make a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars and or maybe he makes 50k and figures out eh i'll just play football and i really do want to get my degree i don't really feel like doing, i've already made some money off doing this and i, I want to do something else that also is something that can happen as well and that's not a negative thing so that's a that could be a positive for for a student or an athlete you know what i'm saying i just think that the nil just is something that they just need to let grow it's going to have good things happen it's going to have bad things happen cuz there's good and bad people but it, i don't think this is something that you can just like quote unquote control it's just something that you just have to monitor and make sure nothing gets out of hand you know what i'm saying if matt harvey gets involved watch out cuz we can't have no players getting paid <laughs> off of bricks <laughs> no, well, I mean, this is this is what's going to happen there has to be some formula of checks and checks and balances with that which is understandable because what federal with any kind of industry that that's dealing with money, the federal, the feds come in and they have the FDIC and all the financial institutions and regulatory stuff on that. So at some point they have to have that in there, but all it is the Wild West, yeah. And Nick Saban can't pay his players because realistically, somebody made this point today, and I'll get off. You, I think it was Shannon Sharp. You gonna tell me you want a kid from California gonna go to Alabama, gonna go to the country? Well, he just left the beach. Mm-hmm. Breach. Yep. Yep. Breach. And I used to... He was leaving California, uh, Tuscaloosa. A hundred percent. And guess what, Dale? I- I'll tell you, because my favorite team is Oklahoma. Ain't nothing in Oklahoma but queers and steers, as they used to say. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, ain't nothing, you can't, like... Kids are coming from Dallas, the places of Texas. Austin's way better. I don't like the Longhorns. But I can guarantee you, Sixth Street is the is doper than any other place in the Big Twelve. I can probably guarantee yeah. you that much. That's you know what I'm saying? It's a, that's huh? close to the metropolitan area. I you know, you know yeah, you know what I'm saying. Just like y'all are, are, are we Miami. We you know what I'm saying? I'm saying. So I just think people just need to pay. And thanks again, Dale. You know what I'm saying? We always love it when you chime in. But yeah, I think it's 100 percent correct. And like when you just look at it like that, like Nick, like again, we gonna go back to the original point. Like Nick, shut up, bro. Just shut up and go recruit. Yeah, shut your bitch ass up, Nick. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, because Jimbo gonna run this fade October eighth, and I'm gonna tell y'all right now, like I'm trying to find a way. Is it in Tuscaloosa? Y'all want to get an RV? Y'all want to go to Alabama? I'll go to that bitch, bro. No, I can go to that. I'll go to that, hub, bro. Actually, ooh, nah, we can't because October eighth, y'all need to come up here. There's something way more important going on October eighth. Y'all need to come up here. 
This is the Battle of Texas. Hey, Booty's oh, coming to get that booty. Booty's coming to get that booty. In case y'all didn't know, like, no, you know what I'm saying? Since we are in college, before we move on to the next topic, Oklahoma did get a uh, junior college transfer whose name is very interesting. It's General Booty. And that, and that yeah. is a government name. General. Where did he come from? No, he, I think he was like. T.J. Allen. He was from Allen. He's from yeah. the Metroplex. He went yeah. to TJC. That's Tyler Junior College. So, yeah. and I know a couple General guys Booty. that went there, but General, General Booty. Booty. Oh, we can yeah. go on to the next. My bad. I just had to get, right. I just had to get that booty up in there. Yeah, all right, cool. So, uh, inside the distance with Ernie Green, uh, if you're a boxing fan or uh, a fan of washed up bar league pitchers who still have their verbal fastball, go inside the distance with Ernie Green every Monday night live in the Discord server. So, yes, man, I'm sorry that General Booty should dog have you laughing. So, now we're going to go ahead. real quick, make a pit stop at the NFL. Uh, it is uh, still currently the off season, but the uh, new season is upon us. Sorry, Boogie, I got one more. Does this up, officially bro? make this is when he starts starting? This officially make the Oklahoma Sooners the Booty Warriors. <laughs> this motherfucker here. I'm sorry. <laughs> this motherfucker. That was a good one. No one's safe. Right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so uh, the Tampa Bay so, uh, really are the Booty Warriors, though. The Tampa Bay yeah. are the Booty Warriors this season. But go ahead. All right, so uh, um, going into the season uh, with the season that usually uh, creeps up quicker than uh, you expected, we have a list of guys that are on the proverbial uh, chopping block, if you want to, or hot seat, however you want to slice it. Okay, yeah, which guys that's around the league that needs to go ahead and have this breakout year to shed this bus tag that they might share or they might earn or however you want to go ahead and uh, label it? But uh, I guess I'll go. Okay, yeah, see, I was going to stick Lord with quarterback. Yours. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to say Danny Dimes. Oh, oh, I but, was going to say uh, the, the whole the Giants. Don't forget Saquon since we're starting there. I was going to let Sterl get it off his chest first because I know he got some people. But yeah. since you brought up Danny, since you brought up Danny Dimes, who is not throwing dimes, he'll sell him. So hey, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But no, nah, Danny Dimes and Saquon Barkley, he's one too. You got to stay healthy, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like you have the talent, but bro. You got to stay healthy. I don't know if he's young enough to be classified, but I, I would say is K- Kenny D. Galladay still there, isn't he? Yeah, Kenny, Kenny Galladay, yeah. Galladay yeah. Is, is still there, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. You got to step up. And another one, I'm sorry, another one, Mr. Ingram. You need to step up as well, sir. I know these are a lot of these are injury based, but hey, what is it? What is it called? What's that saying, Sterling? The, your, be, your best ability yes, is your availability. Is Thank you, and you can take the flow with that one, guys. This is why I say Baker Mayfield because you're he was drafted first overall, and he had glimpses of being good. But last year, and people want to say it's it's injuries, etc. He's gotta he's gotta step up, man. He's gotta do a better job. So I think he'll have four to six games to show his worth. And if he can't do that in that time with that offense, I think it's a wrap. He's a bust. Can I ask you a question about that one real quick, though? Because I agree with you, but we just got through saying it. Like, he shouldn't even played last year when he got hurt. In my in my opinion, I think he should have set his ass down. Because I know that a lot of people don't believe in Baker Mayfield, and they already didn't like him when he was healthy. And he went out there hurt and did way more, like, damage. And by the way, I'm an Oklahoma fan, but I am not a Baker Mayfield apologist. I do think he's a pretty cool guy. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? He's not the best quarterback in the NFL. (laughs) I agree. uh, I I think that would have been been a solid move, man, because he would have saved his career in a sense. He's uh, was, is he as good as he's going to get? Yeah. And and I I, I don't think we've seen him progress 
really, as a pro. So to be taken number one overall, labeled a franchise quarterback, he wants a deal. He ain't getting that. I think it's time to to, to get the bus papers out because we all know he's not going to last a full season in Cleveland. True. I will say this, though, on his behalf, and I know there's people out there that are like, oh, shut the fuck up. He's garbage. But no, there is one thing I will say on his behalf because I did watch a lot of him being, you know, he did go to a school that I, I my favorite football, uh, college football team. Like, he's one of those guys that, like, he's not going to necessarily throw a lot of people open. He's not going to be able to find the guy and just throw it to him when he sees him open. He's a guy that the way the play's drawn up, he knows after my drop, I'm throwing it 15, 20, 25 yards to this spot. I need you to be there. And so I will say this, with me knowing that about him and the fact that he is accurate, he's not an inaccurate quarterback, do not let the Buccaneers get him. Because he can go anywhere else, and he'll probably bum out. But if he goes to the Buccaneers, people are in trouble. People are in trouble. Just remember (laughs) I said that. If he gets behind Tom Brady and gets in that system, because guys, Tom Brady is the GOAT, but guess what, guys? Tom Brady's that type of quarterback, too. He's not finna just throw you the ball, like, and see you and just be able to arm it to you. He's going to say, I'm taking my drops. You better be open when I throw it, and I'm throwing it accurately. And that's the kind of quarterback Baker Mayfield is. That kind of quarterback is dying in the league, but that's the kind of quarterback he is. But it's a slim to none chance. But if you let him get behind someone like Tom Brady, yeah, he's going to be able to last in the league. He's gonna the be reason, like, he's gonna... I love that comparison. And the reason why Tom Brady's last so long, because what he's able to do pre and post snap. Mm-hmm. You know, I know how he can window dress in terms of making sure guys, he, he just can beat, beat and defeat coverages. Whereas Baker Mayfield played, he played in a spread offense his entire career in college. And transition to the NFL for him in terms of reading defenses has been extremely difficult. So yes, he's going to have to, t- yeah, he, he would definitely have to spend a lot of time with Tom. This is, way. And this is not a, at all like a comparison. If he gets behind Tom, he'd be like win seven Super Bowls. It's his best shot, though. I no, that's, I'm saying that's his best shot just because of what I, I've seen. I've just seen a lot of Baker Mayfield football. And like he did play in a spread offense. But one thing about that spread offense, which is the same reason why um, Hollywood wanted to go to the Cardinals is because it is a timing based. If you're where you're supposed to be and the quarterback can throw the ball, everything else doesn't matter. That's why quarterbacks love that offense because they can just go out there and say, Hut, drop back. I'm supposed to throw it 30, 30 yards this way. They get it off and the receiver runs under it. And, and, the, and then if you want to watch plenty of plenty footage of Christian Kirk, and Kyler Murray, you can see Kyler Murray getting pissed off time and time again because he's looking to throw it to that spot and the receiver couldn't get there. And he doesn't care about who you are. Like these guys, if you notice when Odell Beckham was gone, Baker Mayfield played better. They don't care about who you are or what the number on the front or back of your jersey is. They are saying hut, they're taking their drop, and they are getting that bitch out. And whoever is the receiver that's supposed to get on that play is the one that's going to get it. Now, Baker Mayfield reads and all that kind of stuff goes into it, but I'm just saying that's the kind of quarterback he is, and his only shot would be that. But he's definitely a bus candidate. But there's other bus candidates that are on this list, and I have another one. If you, have, I'll let you go again, Sterling, though, but there's a couple guys. Like, we're not going to let. Okay, so we can go starting off in the NFC East. Starting off in the NFC East, we can start with, I will say, this is not necessarily on a rookie contract, but it is a prove-it. Dak, you got to show us something. I will say Jalen Hurts, you're in a position to where if you don't get it done, they are going to draft your replacement, my brother. And as an Oklahoma fan, as just a fan of Texas football players, please 
do your job because Smith ain't the wide receiver. Smith he he doesn't have anything to worry. Devonta don't have nothing to worry about right now because y'all ain't got AJ Brown. It's all on Jalen. As far as the Washington Commanders, we all know it. My my grandmother rest in peace in heaven. She knows it. Other people around the world knows it. Washington Commanders, y'all gonna give him another chance. But Carson Wentz, it's your last chance. It's the last chance you're gonna get. We all hope. We already talked about the New York Giants. It it was supposed to be time for Jordan Love, but shit, Jordan, I can't get no love, man. Aaron Rodgers, he was pump faking. We all know it. He was pump faking. So Green Bay, you off the hook. Minnesota, I guess we can say, nah, they off the hook. I don't really got nothing to say for Minnesota. Chicago, they cool. Jared Goff in Detroit, this is your last opportunity because the Detroit Ooh, lose a lot of games. Back up and go to Chicago because Who Justin Fields. Well, Justin really? Fields, but it's not his fault, though. It's <laughs> not his fault because, you know, I think the Bears are going to bust him before he yeah, busts as a player because they actually gave him nothing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're like, Darnell Mooney. And you're like, nigga, what the fuck? Sorry, Justin, I tried to leave you out of it because I know it's not your fault. But even though it's not your fault, it is a fault. And the Bears, y'all suck. So the Bears are pretty trash. So, yeah, Justin feels another one. Now, here's another one, guys. I'm going to say this. Let's go to the NFC South real quick, bro. The Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold. I don't know how many chance, chances a person needs or a person's going to get. But if you can't beat out Matt Corral, bro, it's over. It's over. Trey Lance, you to buck the buck the fuck up and get out there and play. <laughs> you better do something to get Jimmy Garoppolo out the spot, cause you need to do something. Seattle, oh Seahawks got who's my man that sings the Jeezy? Oh, uh, Drew Lock. Yeah, but oh, it's yeah. your last dance. It's your last dance. He's done. It's yeah, yeah. Where's Drew? Where, where's Lock now? Like, where's he? He's in, in Seattle. I, he's, he's in Seattle. He's home. You better be at home. Yeah, one more year. He better be at home. Don't worry about that. He yeah. better be at home. Yeah. He better nah, be buddy. out of the league. Now nah, they they still looking for quarterbacks over there in Seattle. So now nah, yeah, Drew, man, you just placeholder. But hey man, I do appreciate your antics in college, uh, whenever you was playing against UT and you was trying to mock Tom Herman. Hey, when he did the backpack kid, that was nah, he got yeah. a lot of moxie, but he he got a cheek, so I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Until he showed me yeah. something else, he, he's yeah. been trash. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, he's one of those. He, he was one of those guys that 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 I I I, I pull for. It's like, hey man, he, he seems like a fun guy to be around. Just not a guy that that win football games for you. He's the last I mean, one. Uh, oh, oh my go, bad. I, go ahead. He go he go always go down to the USFL. I'm currently hey, watching. This I'm not gonna lie. Right I'm not gonna lie. That football league is crazy as shit and yeah. it's second rate, but it's a good second rate. I'm not gonna lie. When they took the sensors out the ball, that was causing the ball to be all fucked up when they were throwing it. Like it mm-hmm. has improved. I have wa- I haven't watched the whole game. I ain't gonna lie. Y'all ain't gonna get me for the whole four quarters. But I have sat down and said, hmm, before changing the channel to something else or something. Y'all should really stop playing football games during the NBA playoffs. Y'all yes. should really stop doing that. Because that's why the spring shit yeah, don't ever work. It, I think it's because they think that hardcore football fans like watch it, but they forget like hardcore football fans only watch the NFL. You gotta exactly. get sports fans. You gotta get sports drug fans like me. So we're like, there's nothing else on TV but the USFL. And I watch it. I will because I'm addicted to sports. So I will watch it. But there's one more person, guys. I can't let him off the hook. McCall Hardman? Yeah, bro. Yeah. It's your last chance. It's your last yeah. chance. I, I, I think he's done. I think he cooked, though. I didn't want to be negative, but I'm just saying he just got put in a position that you can't succeed. They were yeah. trying to make another Tyreek Hill. It's yeah. only one Tyreek Hill, bro. He's out. Uh, <laughs> <this> motherfucker. <laughs> no, so... 
Um, so there's still some uh, notable names out there in free agency, man. Shout out to your team, Boogie, though, on the cool. I know we're talking about notable teams with free agency, but shout out to the New Orleans Saints, bro. Y'all did get the Honey Badger, but Jarvis Landry's one of my favorite receivers. Like, just as far me. as he's one of my favorite receivers. Like, like I, and, 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 and y'all heard me talking about during the draft, if y'all, t- talk, uh, if y'all were listening a couple episodes ago, you heard me talk about just the type of wide receiver combinations that I like the type of wide receiver combinations that I think win. And I think a taller guy that can go vert, a secondary receiver, a receiver that can run all the routes and get open in possession receiver. And then you got the, the shorter slot shifty guy. And y'all kind of uh, covered all those bases. Yeah, James. Uh, James is one of the guys that I'm like, all right, motherfucker. He's a good quarterback. Like, he's a capable quarterback. Yeah, I'm he's a good sure. quarterback, man. I'm, I'm here for James, bro. He's a good quarterback. He just goofy as shit. Let's be honest. Bro. Yeah, he goofy as he hell. He just like, goofy as shit. But he cold, bro. He nice. He nice, man. Yeah. But I, the, the irony of it is that I was never a James Winston fan. And the moment whenever, uh, if y'all remember, whenever uh, he was still on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and whenever he poked Marshawn Lattimore upside his helmet and Lattimore pushed him and then Mike Evans came from behind. And slam I mean, it's in the heat. Of, you don't I, fuck with Mike Evans. It's in the heat. Of, it's in the heat of the moment. Mike Evans is a guy that don't say much, and he's big as fuck. You don't fuck with niggas as big as fuck and don't say much because it's when it's time for them to talk. You don't do much. You don't do much when Lattimore line up on you. I can do it. AJ Green. You uh, saw what did Jalen Ramsey say? I pushed no, no, that nigga. I pushed that nigga over the edge. Not AJ. Not AJ. It's Andre. All right. Andre, oh, that's the yeah, king, yeah, of the king of on the that, NFL football field. He said, "If you don't leave me the fuck alone, I'm gonna beat your motherfucker." And see, the thing is that that is a classic moment in Houston Houston sports history. I don't think that people realize like like Cortland Finnegan was a menace. Like he was just an annoying player. Like how people what? view Pat Beverly. But hey, hey, bro, whatever you want, motherfucker, like yeah. he was in the mall. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you want to be, but he, he is a villain, polarizing, you no know, player like Pat Bev. And whenever Andre put the hands on him, people they rejoiced like they like the league was, was ecstatic. Now, Pat Bev, nobody put hands on Pat Bev, but Pat Bev went in there, man, talking I, mad greasy. I just want to say one thing, I just want to say one thing before we get started. Pat Bev, you are always welcome <laughs> on Sports Sushi. I believe that everything you said was polarizing. I don't care if anybody disagrees or agrees. I believe it was polarizing. So, Pat Bev, let this get to Pat Bev. You are more than welcome. Come on here and talk your shit any day. If you've listened to any past episodes of Sports Sushi, you will know that I've said numerous times that Pat Beverly is, at the very least, good for television. Okay, so he also is apparently good. I'm a Pat Bev fan. I'll say it. I'm a Pat Bev fan. Pat Bev, I look with you. I'm right there with you, Russell. But Pat Bev said some things about Chris Paul that rubbed a lot of the people in the uh, sports media and uh, the NBA the wrong way. And some people had some colorful response. I want to say a KD chimed in. I have a, I have another quote, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. If you got this the quote, lay, lay my brother. This, this is from the great Roderick Davis, a.k.a. Gucci Man. This is not a diss record. It is the truth. And as Pat was speaking, all I could think of was, this is not a diss record, Chris Paul. <laughs> you was getting abused. You did look like a cone. A, a, Luca was killing your old ass. I am sorry. But all he said 
was the truth from a perspective that a lot of people did not want to hear. And I have no problem with it because sometimes we need to hear that other perspective. Before I let you guys go, I just want to say this. I love all the smoke and I love Matt Barnes. But, bro, you have made your career about off after basketball with a great podcast that we all love. But you and Steven Jackson talk shit about other guys. And you got mad at Pat Bell for talking shit about a guy you like. And so I believe that if, if we can love all the smoke how we do and how they shit it on Rudy Gobert and how he don't deserve his money and he trash, how they shit it on Mo Cheeks and didn't like Mo Cheeks, they can do that. That's cool. But when Pat Bev does it and it's a person you don't like, nah, chill out on that, bro. You don't need to go and call him a clown because he says something about a guy that you like. And you was Pat Bev. And he even said that he was Pat Bev. And and like, y'all are doing the same exact thing because people want to hear what guys like Matt Barnes and Pat Bev have to say. So I love seeing the opposite, I guess, yang to his ying or ying to his yang. Uh, of Pat Bev getting on there and saying what he said and from a Dallas Maverick fan and from a person that watched those games it was a god G-O-T the got damn truth like it was the truth that was to be told because he got abused he did look like a cone and he does try to fish for calls from the referee and that's all he said was the motherfucking truth so Pat Bev you speak it yeah, I, I listen. Matt Barnes needs to be worried about Derek Fisher. That's the only man he needs to be worried about. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's facts, oh, bro. Honestly, <laughs> I, I don't think Matt Barnes worried about a motherfucking thing. That nigga a millionaire and he smoke weed every goddamn day. Like Matt Barnes don't give a fuck about me. You nah, he don't. This motherfucker. I, I'm just talking shit because it's funny. Just in defense of Pat Bev, yeah, right yeah no, of course. But Matt Barnes, I just said that because let you know. We are always willing to come on all the smoke, and you're always welcome to come on Sports Sushi. <laughs> it's, it's the pot calling the kettle black with that whole it thing. Is, it is. It and, is. And it is. I, I look at it this way. I'm not going to sit here and discredit everything that Pat Bev is saying, but I'm not going to co-sign for everything he said. I think there's probably some truth in the middle there. Chris yeah. Paul's a, he's a good defender. He's not tra- yeah. trash defender. He's not a cone, like like Pat Bev said, but he's not he, on Pat Bev's level in terms of... Let, let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this, though. He is not a cone as far as his career's totality. And I think that's where people got it mixed up. Right. He was calling him a cone this series because this series, Luka Doncic treated him and Jalen Brunson treated him like a fucking cone. They did. That's just, we could be rude or whatever. They What we say after Sterling, we was on her after game two when they busted Luka ass. We said, damn. That shit look rough. I have faith, yeah. but they worked his ass out. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think there's anything wrong with us admitting when another star. We don't have a problem saying LeBron got his ass worked when he get worked out sometimes. We don't have a problem saying AD's frail. You know what I'm saying? We don't. It, it's just these certain guys that have this. I call it the cool, quote unquote, the cool guys. You know what I'm saying? That you just can't talk about for whatever reason. Nah, fuck that. Like CP3, you got worked, and it's okay because you still a top ten point guard ever. But your ass got work. You got work, bro. Like, and And Pat Ben brought it to light. And I think because everybody wants to take up for Chris Paul because he hasn't won a title and he's a good guy, perceived by the media as a good guy. Now, you talk to players, they're going to tell you he's a bitch. But Oh, man. (laughs) But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So so I think there's a lot of that fandom and that media hype going in there. But, yeah, to your point, Luca and Jalen Brunson did do some work on him. And, And 
Oh my God, we we haven't talked about your boy, his his Booker, little fake tough yeah. guy shit. I'll say it, I don't like to, I don't like to chime in on the losers too much. They lost and it's over with. But I will say since we didn't get to cover when it happened, nigga, don't be talking shit till the series over, bro. Y'all was out there talking shit. Y'all was out there talking shit to Luca, and Luca not built like how y'all think he built. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. how they thought he was built. Like y'all went to talk, and then our role players aren't built. Excuse me. Like you thought, like you would think they are built. Yeah, yeah. We went out there and missed a lot of shots against Golden State, but we took all of them without hesitation. Our team does not go out there. Our team does not go out there and just and is afraid of the moment and scared to be on the same floor. That's one thing I love about this Mavericks team. Jason Kidd has them thinking like people forget. Like a team takes on the mentality of their coach, and this coach went to the finals. With Richard Jefferson, a dunker, great basketball player. Richard Jefferson, great analyst. Oh, my God. But Richard Jefferson, a dunker. Kenyon Martin, a dunker. Kerry Kittles, a, just a shooter. Keith Van Horn, a taller shooter. He went out here. He, he went out. Uh, call, what was his name? John Collins or whatever. He went out there with a team that you would never expect to even get to the finals. And he was able to get past Detroit. And so you've got that guy telling Luka what to do. And if you pay attention to what's going on, Luca's playing a lot like a big ass Jason Kidd. Like he has a lot of the un- they say unathletic brawn. Go watch old clips of Jason Kidd, man. Like he got a little bit more jumper, of course, because Aeson was a thing. But like it, it's it's just it's just the, the Suns ran into a team that they have been beating. I, I'm a Mavericks fan, bro. The Suns have been beating the Mavericks ass. Like they had won nine straight games at home before the playoffs. They had beaten the Mavericks like seven straight times. Like. This, and this is the span going back to, like, before Chris Paul got there. Like, when Luka first got drafted, they beat us without Chris Paul. So this is just something that, like, I think Luka himself was just like, no. Yeah. Like, I'm not losing to you motherfuckers again. And Luka's that type of guy that, that he's got that an NBA, quote-unquote, greatness in him. Things that you saw from Kobe right. when it was like Kobe got him figured out. Or LeBron got these boys. Like, in 2016, we are like, oh, shit. LeBron got these guys figured out. Like, what the fuck is Steph and them going to do? He's shown that he's got them figured out. Luka's got that same thing in him. And I've been telling people, like, this looks a lot like 2007. It just feels like we got that guy that, like, even though the chips may be down, yes, the Warriors are a better team. America, the Warriors are a better basketball team on paper than the Dallas Mavericks. But we got the best player. Straight right. up. And, and, I think that, and I think that Steph is amazing. Steph shoots threes, and it drives the lane. Steph is a fucking animal. Let me not just say it like that, because saying it like that doesn't do justice. Steph Curry is a fucking monster. He's a basketball god. He's one of the best basketball players I've ever seen in my motherfucking life. But when I tell you that Luka Doncic is something else that I have not seen since I have seen LeBron James do what he did to the Detroit Pistons back in 2007, like, I have not seen another guy be able to lead a band of brothers like Luka Doncic has been able to do. We should not be this far in the playoffs. Guys, oh, no. oh, like people are brushing over the fact that without Luka Doncic on this team, the Mavericks are a lottery team. Yep, straight up, and that's no disrespect to Brunson. There's no disrespect to Dorian Finney-Smith. That's just saying like, that's just truth, bro. Like this guy is taking a bunch of guys out here and saying all y'all need to do is shoot threes, and I'm going to do the rest. Jalen Brunson, we've seen that you have a little bit more game, so we want you to do a little bit more and be aggressive, but. We're literally watching a guy carry a team that should not be here. Like, I I remember when we first started doing this, I was like, y'all can't name 10 guys or five guys on the Mavericks roster, starters included. 
I was saying you can't do it. And even now, I'd say you might be able to name the starters, and some people can't. But I was like, you probably have a tough time naming our first seven. You know what I'm saying? And leave Boban out of it. People can name Boban because he's Boban, but like, Luca's special, bro. And Chris Paul, I think Chris Paul and Booker knew that. But Booker just needs to stop being a front runner and learn how to play when the going gets tough for real. That right. just that was just a telling series. Like we can move on to the what's going gonna, on in real time. If we're, we're going to go ahead, we're going to. Uh, I, I wanted to keep it uh, here and uh, talk about the uh, game two preview uh, on Friday. What do you think? Or what do you guys think that Dallas need to do? I don't know. You glossed over the, uh, a little bit of Russell this past uh, these past few thirty seconds. But what other things besides just the other people coming, the other teammates are stepping up? Is it possible that they they have to slow down one of the the Clay or Seth or or do they just need to go ahead and just have a have a a series of like last like last series against the Sun. Sterling, what you think they should do for game two? I'll let Sterling take it first. I think I don't think they need to make many adjustments. I just think that one, you gotta you Dinwiddie has to match Jordan full shot for shot. Like yeah. he, he he has to do that. But they gotta hit their shots. And I, I think that that was the thing that when you look at the regular season series, the Mavericks beat them three to one. So it's not these teams are so similar in and how they approach the game and how they play. That Mavericks just didn't execute. They just didn't execute. And like you guys said, they were tired from playing that game seven. So one of the, the underrated things that, that we didn't mention, but if you go back and you watch when Dallas beat the Suns, Jason Kidd talking in the postgame to the team, talking about no one believed that we would even be here. Like yeah. we got into this series, no one thought we would. And we were down 0-2. We saw them talk their trash. Whatever he goes, so, so there is no pressure on Dallas right now. We know, and we know Golden State's going to perform and play well at home. So I think if you get Dinwiddie in there, Dorian Finney-Smith, they, they hone in, maybe chase them off the three-point line a little more, make them drive to the basket. I, I think mm-hmm. you're going to see more success that way because athletically, Dallas can match them athletically. I yeah. think Dallas can match them in terms of three-point shooting. So it's just a matter of they executed better than Dallas did. So I don't, I wouldn't change much of the game plan on mm-hmm. tomorrow night. And and I think, and just to piggyback off it, I think that's pretty much it. And I know people are all the fans, but no, if you watch the game, like, that's, they executed and the Mavericks didn't. Like, I, at one point in time, the Mavericks missed, like, three wide-open threes. And this is off of offensive rebounds and second and third chances. It's not going up another court. So, I think that the Mavericks did look like a team that used, used up some juice to finish up the Suns. But I think that was something that they wanted to leave no doubt versus that team. So I, I think the Mavericks just need to make their shots, bro. Like, as far as the, what the Mavericks need to do, and I don't want to make this like a just a super pro. I'm a Mavericks fan. But as far as the Warriors, like, the Warriors played a great game. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. Like, when the Warriors are moving as the machine that they are, all phases of offense are clicking. So guys coming off screens were hitting shots. Isolation plays were working. The pick and roll was the pick and roll was working. E- everything that they were doing was working for them. And that's not something to say that I'm hoping they'll get cold. No. Hey, Dallas, no. They're going to keep doing that. That's just what they do. I do think that one thing that needs to change um, in the old school, an old school uh, uh person I know was saying this. Now, I'm not an advocate for dirty play, but from the Dallas Mavericks perspective, someone's got to do something about Jordan Poole running freely down the court. 
that does not mean hurt him or do anything like malice like that. But pump him. Don't let him just run up and down the court. Like, I think Dallas had a real problem. And I think that comes with fatigue. But Dallas had a real problem with that. It was a lot of freedom of movement as far as legally. There was a lot of freedom of movement that the Warriors were getting. And so I just think the Mavericks need to hit their shots. Honestly, if they hit their shots, then things are way different. But they do need to hit their shots, but they also need to drive the paint and be more physical on the defensive end uh, of the defensive end of the ball. But it's the Warriors is game one. You're, you're in San Francisco slash Oakland. You know what I'm saying? So it happens. Game two will be on Friday. Go ahead and we'll keep you abreast on the results of that up to... Oh, yeah. Follow, follow, make sure you're following me because I'm going to be really drunk and I'm going to be in Victory Park tomorrow. So I'm going to be watching at a party uh, near the American Airlines Center. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be in the streets, man. Yeah, I'm going to be out there. He says, so if you see me in the streets, holler at me. Yeah, he will. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead. Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, the, well, the defending NBA champions have been, they got ousted last week by Boston. Boston is currently taking on Miami in game two, and they are up 80 to 53 as as we uh, we speak. I just wanted to note that Giannis did something uh Pretty spectacular in his loss on that series. Let me just read some things out to you. So Giannis is the first player with 200 points, 100 rebounds, and 50 assists in the series. Jesus Christ. So that's that's some hefty motherfucking stats. But We call that carrying the load, Boogie. Yeah. We call that carrying yeah, the load. He did. And the people got to sit there and, and be looking at Chris Middleton and be like, hey, man, we need you here. But they're home. Boston is not. They are currently over the uh, the heat, uh, looking to even up the series. Returning the favor. Yeah, returning the favor. Eye for an eye. But, but let me intervene, though. This is going to be a really good series. Because anytime you have a series where one team is able to come back from a deficit and another team is in the and this other team is able to actually complete the mission don't be this is going to be a good series this is going to yeah. be a good series Miami is not fitting to go to Boston and lay down they're not no, it's going to no. be it's going to be a good series and are we on this one or do you want me to talk about the bucks no no no, no we're on this one we're on this all one. right so here's my thing these are really two 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 teams that I like I like the heat I know Florida Dale no you don't nigga I'm like yes I do Florida Dale I like the heat Jason Tatum's just my favorite player so I, I will say though the only thing about the Heat that gets me, and this is the only thing about the Heat that gets me, is Jimmy Butler goes so hard. He goes so hard that he runs out of gas. And what are they going to do when he runs out of gas? Because he is. And it's not a, it's not a slight to him. It's because he does everything. Like, he does everything. Like, Jimmy Butler is like, what we wanted Ben Simmons to be. Like, I swear to God, he's not as tall, but, like, he plays perfect defense. He's got offensive game. But what are the Heat going to do as a team when that guy runs out of energy? Because inevitably, he is because he's the only guy that you can really count on offensively to get you buckets when needed, if that makes sense. Like, he's the only guy on their team that you can just give the ball to right now. There's another guy on their team that I believe, if he comes into his own, We'll see it, and it'll happen. That's Tyler Hero, but he hasn't just yet. And so that's the only thing about this matchup that I'm like, that's the reason why I picked the Celtics in seven games. Because I was like, I trust more the ability to be able to say on any given night, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum can give me buckets with me not running any plays or nothing. I just give them the ball. 
and Miami only, to me, Miami only has one of those guys. And he's really good at it because if you didn't watch the game one, Jimmy Butler showed you, like, I'll work your ass. Like, he did it. But it's just he's the only one. And we saw last series. We saw Jay, we saw the two Jays. Jalen's going to get you and yep. Jason's going to get you. And then one game, they're both going to get you. And though that's, like, how I viewed it. I ain't hating Florida Dale. <laughs> you got something you want yeah. to ask, too? No, nah, man, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, but Tyler Hero, man, that's the frustrating thing, even though he's six man of the year. He does show glimpses, but man, this is where you this is where heroes are born, man. And, and if he wants to be that dude, this is where he has to take over. Because you're right. Like Jimmy gonna give you he gave us forty, but he mm-hmm. ain't gonna do that back to back nights. Or that's probably gonna be his best game he plays this series, let's be honest. If you're looking at the heat, you're gonna say, Well, who's gonna step up? You could you can take a, a, a historic performance like that from him, but and, and split it up between three players. But outside of Tyler Hero, what you gonna get? Duncan Robinson, PJ Tucker. Who's gonna be the guy? Oladipo. Like somebody's got to step up. And Sterling, what'd you say to Boogie when you had the stats earlier? I got you. This is what we're talking about. Like tonight, this is a home game. Jimmy's got twenty-two. Jimmy is going to do his thing. Here are the other points for everybody else: five, six, eleven. Six zero 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 seven, and this is a home game. Yep, this is a home game. This is what scares me about the Heat. They're doing this at a home game, like so. That's the only thing. It's like Jimmy's gonna show up, but at any given night, like the other guys are gonna say, "Hey, Jimmy, you look real good out there," but we're playing like shit. You know what yep. I'm saying? And so that's the only thing about the Heat, and I've seen it from them. It has nothing because I know a lot of times we talk Sterling. You probably talk to people. Boogie, you do too. And when you say Jimmy Butler doesn't really, he's the only guy. They, well, Jimmy Butler can do it all. And you're like, no, Jimmy Butler's not LeBron James. And there's nothing wrong with that. But he's not LeBron James. Like, he can't carry this team to the finals alone. Like, he needs some help. And their help is so fucking sporadic. It's frustrating, actually. They're like, I feel you, actually. Yeah, I, 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 kind of uh, like the Mavericks. And, but the, here's, what, here's what's more frustrating about the Heat than the Mavericks. The Heat got players that we look at. Bam, why do you only have six points? P.J. Tucker, you got five, but I know you've been opening three more than that. Like, Mr. Vincent, like, you're a pleasant surprise. Struce, all you do is shoot threes. Victor Oladipo, you have zero points. Tyler Hero, you're three for seven. 0 for two from three. Like, it's just like these other guys who have, quote, unquote, the names, they need to step up. Like, the Mavericks is kind of like, it's damn. Like, we're watching them carry them. But these guys, it's just, man... It, it, it's just with, with, with Miami, it's, it's frustrating because you have a guy like Jimmy who's going to give you it all and going to come through every night. But his talents don't make the rest of the people, quote unquote, better. You know what I'm saying? So he just does his job. So it's just one of the I think at the end, I think the Celtics are just going to they're just going to you know do what they did to the Bucks, man. The Celtics going to the finals. I, I just two against one. The Jays versus Jimmy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm watching uh, right now. Oladipo just got the ball stolen, but they uh, went out of bounds. So Heat retains possession. Jimmy drives. And he puts it back up for, for two. So it brings the score to 59 to 82. The NBA draft was this lottery. past. Lottery. Yeah, the lottery. The lottery. 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 lottery draft. I still got the goddamn draft on the brain. The lottery draft was this past, what you call it. Uh, I'm going to say this as a Houston Rockets fan. I'm glad with whatever we got. I know a lot of people 
here we're angling for the first look man we can we we, we can get all the help we, we can get to me it doesn't matter like we as long as it's, it's a top five uh or a top three pick is it, it, cool with me the orlando magic gets the uh number one pick overall again thoughts uh reactions how do you guys feel i'm i was gonna say i'm trying to get the list in front of me i know that orlando got the first pick i will say that i do think that the orlando magic will pick Chet Holmgren. I mean, he was a high school. He was high school's teammates with Jalen Suggs. You have to Chet. We can get into that during the summer and while we watch more of film and stuff. I will say this: if you're not watching the combine um, for the NBA, you should. The NBA combine they actually play a game. All right, back to what we were talking about. So, like the Magic, I think they should. No, I'm just saying, like that. I I was watching this day. Of course, I'm a sports nerd, so I watch everything. But like. I was watching the NBA Combine today, and we're always enthralled and so, oh, I got to watch the NFL Combine. And, like, all they do is run and do drills. Like, they actually play a game with the NBA with the NBA's Combine. They actually play a game, and they're actually pretty good games. And they got some pretty good hoopers out there. But the Magic, I think they will get Chet. The Thunder with the second pick. See, I think they're going to go Jabari. Yeah. Um from Auburn because it's a good fit. Just watching the Thunder, like they they draft they draft well, Jabari seems like a guy that fits just in the Thunder's workings. And this is because I think that the third pick, I've said this, I've had, you know, friends that have said it. I think Paulo should be the, the best pick. player in the fucking draft to me, dog. I think he is. I will say I agree. I have one sleeper. He's not gonna I think he's gonna be a lottery pick, but he's not I think Mike Williams, the other kid from Duke. I think Mike Mike I think it wasn't Mike Williams, the center. I think he was really good as well. Me and my dad love him. If it's not Mike Williams, then I am sorry. It might be Mark. But anyways, I think Paulo is a beast. I think he's a beast. I think the Rockets should get him because I think just being able to pair him with the two mm-hmm. wing players they have would be pretty fucking substantial. Everybody else, you're in the place you're in. I just want to take this time to say to the New York Knicks, ha! You got the 11th pick. You will suck. You will always suck. You will always let your fans down because the New York Knicks are fucking trash. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) And the the Mavericks don't need a lottery pick, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You got something you want to ask, Drew? No, no, he he got it. But yeah, no, Paolo, hey, Banchero, I'm happy for you, dog, because... Y'all going to get a good player yeah. at number three. Just wait, the athleticism wait. on that school Look, alone. Let's Ooh. not start popping champagne yet because Houston Rockets, they, they still love the Houston Rockets. They'll no, fucking no, no, trade this no, shit. No, They'll trade all this shit. They're not going to mess this up. They're not going to mess this up. Look. Start to explain to this man that there is no way they're going to let me. this six. six convince me right now. He's six foot eight with hand you guys convince me right now. Just convince me right now. Sell me. You go first, Sterling. You go first. Yeah, man. He's dude. He's six foot eight. He can defend. He could man. And we don't even talk about how good he is at transition. Like this, he could create his shot at that size. He's got post moves. He's got a smooth stroke, man. He's different. That dude is different. And uh, you guys already have. You don't need another guard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You need a big man. Or a guy that can do, he's a stretch four all the way. So no, you're right, a big man. Yeah. So look, man, uh, there's no way if the, the Houston Rockets are taking him. There's, there's just no way. There's no way they're gonna f- screw that up. Yeah, they're not gonna fuck that up. And, and I'll, and I'll piggyback off this before we let everybody go. Boogie. 
Chet Holmgren's gonna go because excuse me, Chet Holmgren's gonna go because he's the tallest, and he played in high school with Jalen Suggs. Jabari Smith is about what three inches shorter than Chet. He's still about six ten, six eleven. He's yep. taller. He gonna go because the Thunder just draft that way, and they already got Giddy, and uh, they already got Josh Giddy, and the perimeter set up. Because they got they got Shy Glizzy Alexander. I call him yep. Shy Glizzy Alexander, but it's Shea Gildress. But Shy Glizzy Alexander. And so when it gets to the Rockets, you like Sterling said it already. You need a bigger, you need a big, not a big man post move type, but you need a literally in the sense of the words, big man. And he is going to be a big man. Cause that boy is big and he has handle. He can get to the rack. He can open up spacing. He can it, the spacing is the most important thing in basketball. And then it's new age basketball where it's positionless. If you get him on the Rockets, you have KPJ, you have Jalen Green, you have Paolo Banchero, and you also have Christian. You're gonna come get this wood because I'm gonna give you more wood than a porn star. You got him, four guys on your team that can bring the ball up the court off a of rebound when they get it, because all four of them can get boards. You're going to be able to run a system that's not going to have to deal with a bunch of intricacies of basketball. You just be able to get them guys out there run. So if I'm the Houston Rockets, I love the way this set up because the other two teams, you have no choice. The Magic, you have to pick Chet. You have the Thunder. You got to pick Jabari. Now, if y'all end up, if the Thunder pick Paolo and y'all end up with Jabari Smith, you're straight. That's Let not, me that's tell not, that's not you're bad. straight, bro. I will, I'm not down on Chet. Chet needs to gain weight. Period. Point blank. That's it. When he gains weight and how yeah. he moves after he gains weight, that's when I'll be able to say more about him. But he needs about as, twenty pounds on his frame right now. Yeah, he needs either twenty pounds. He really he needs either thirty pounds of just thirty pounds. Like you need to go hang out with Kendrick Perkins, or <laughs> you need or you need like twenty pounds of pure solid. I've been in the gym for nine, ten, eleven months. Muscle where maybe you don't look big. But when you put your arm on somebody, they realize that you're there. That's the only thing that, that stresses me. I, I say this to all of my homies. What's going to happen when one of the Morris twins runs full speed into Chet Holmgren? <clears throat> That's my thing. Um, not saying he get punked or anything. I'm just saying in the, in the game of basketball, people are going to run into you full speed. What's going to happen when one of them run into him? Don't want him out for 20, 25 games when it happens. So, But that's the only thing with him, the Thunder. Jabari Smith, I think they're going to pick him. And y'all should get Paulo. And if y'all get Paulo, KP, yes, and, and, and Jalen Green, like, bro, with Christian Wood, even though Christian Wood could stand to get I, bigger, too. I, I, I think Christian if, Wood is, is – I think Christian Wood is going to uh, – I don't think he's going to be with the Rockets uh, too longer. I think they're going to uh, promote uh, – yeah, they're gonna uh, remove him. They're gonna promote uh, Alperin Sagoon. I like him too. I like... talk about my boy Josh Christopher. Josh That's Christopher. my dog. Uh, he's nice. That's my yeah, dog. He, 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 he needs to develop for sure. But yeah. no, yeah, of course. But like the point that we're making, Boogie, and the point that I want to make to all Rockets fans before we get out of this bitch is y'all are gonna be okay, man. Y'all got some good young draft picks. Y'all ain't got Daryl Morey. He's in love with James Harden, so they're in oh, Philly yes, doing yes. their thing. So y'all gonna be alright. Y'all gonna be all right. All right. But y'all ain't fucking with Luca though. <laughs> y'all ain't fucking with the north side of Texas, but y'all gonna I be guess. straight down there. All right, well, only time will tell. So we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna wrap up the show, man. Uh, appreciate y'all for tuning in with us at Sports Sushi. If you're not listening to Sports Sushi live in the Discord, uh, the Gradwick Discord, you're missing out. Hanging out with our team doing the show. Join the uh, Gradwick Discord today and get your sports sushi fresh and raw every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. 
I am your moderator for the show. Tonight is a DJ Slow Boogie. Uh, you can find me all four on social media at DJ Slow Boogie, Snapchat, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that other bullshit with the I and E, not a Y. Russell Sterling. You can find me on Twitter at Furrow Sterling. You can find me at Twitter at RL Climb SP. You know what I'm talking about? I'll be talking that shit. You can find me on IG at sportsplug.russ. And as always, man, as we wrap it up, go be great. And uh, before we get out, go follow our uh, social uh, sports sushi social media app. That's a uh, sports sushi, all one word, on Twitter. And on Instagram is sports underscore sushi. I'm on IG. Follow us. We're active every day. We're very interactive. Please uh, do not be afraid. For Sushi Man, signing off. Peace. Peace. Go be great. <laughs>